This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Investors have a packed slate of economic data to look forward to this week, with new reports on consumer and producer price inflation set for release. More corporate earnings results will also trickle in. One of the closely watched economic data points this week will be the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index. This print will reflect the extent of consumer price increases over the past month, with outsized demand during the recovery still exerting upward pressure on prices. The Consumer Price Index excluding volatile food and energy prices, is expected to have risen by 4.3% in July over last year, pulling back just slightly from June's 4.5%, or the fastest pace in three decades. Core consumer prices are also expected to have advanced for the 14th consecutive month, or by 0.5% after June's 0.9% monthly gain. A central debate for investors, however, will be about how long-lasting these price increases ultimately prove to be. Many of the categories of goods that saw the biggest price increases were in areas considered transitory or those closely tied to the rebound in economic activity and reopening of the economy. Prices for used cars and trucks, for instance, surged by 10.5% in June to comprise more than a third of the increase across all items. Core CPI averaged an extremely hot 0.8% month-over-month over the prior three months, boosted by skyrocketing used car prices, Bank of America economist Michelle Meyer wrote in a note Friday. We expect used car prices to see a slight pullback this month after year-to-date gains in June surpassed the peak year-to-date gain in wholesale prices, suggesting that retail prices may have gotten a little overstretched. Airline fares and apparel prices have also been some of the biggest contributors to the overall gains, with demand for these products expected to moderate as a flood of pent-up consumer demand for travel and going back out begins to settle. And as economists and policymakers, including Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, have reiterated, many of the increases in the year-over-year inflation data have been exacerbated by base effects, given that this year's data is being compared to last year's pandemic-depressed levels. But other economists are less convinced about the transitory nature of inflation, especially given the magnitude of the price increases so far this year. According to data from Bank of America, mentions of inflation on second-quarter corporate earnings calls have already hit a record high, surging by about 1,100% over last year. Within the Institute for Supply Management Services Index, the prices paid sub-index raced to the highest level since 2005 last month, and wage 
wage inflation, which can be stickier than price increases in other categories, has also been a key focus, with companies competing for workers as labor scarcities linger. With the U.S. CPI due next week, particular attention should be paid to the 4% wages growth figure despite increased hiring in areas that would ordinarily drive down average wages, said Josh Mahoney, IG senior market analyst, in a note, referring to the 4% increase in average hourly earnings reported in the Labor Department's July jobs report. It seems employers are having to pay higher wages in a bid to take advantage of the spike in demand seen in recent months. This week's inflation report will also take on additional emphasis as one of the last economic prints before the Federal Reserve's conference at Jackson Hole, which is set to take place August 26th through the 28th. Central bank officials have suggested they are looking especially closely at the pace of the labor market's recovery to ascertain whether the economy has reached the substantial further progress threshold that would trigger a pivot on monetary policy. Still, however, the inflation data will provide another data point as to how quickly the Federal Reserve may need to step in to temper a hot economy. Disney Earnings This week, quarterly earnings season continues with a number of closely watched names, including relatively newly public companies like Coinbase and Bumble. Dow component Disney will be one of the biggest reports this week, with both the company's parks and streaming businesses in focus. Disney reports earnings Thursday after market close. Over the course of the pandemic, growth at Disney's streaming platform Disney Plus helped placate investors as the company's lucrative parks and resorts saw business dry up. But with the reopening now underway, expansion of the company's streaming business has started to decelerate while theme parks recover. Still, Disney shares have fallen 2% so far for the year-to-date and underperformed against the S&P 500's 18% rise, with investors hoping for more growth from the company's nascent streaming business. A streaming slowdown has also been reflected in results at Netflix, the incumbent leader among U.S.-based internet streaming platforms. The company added just 1.5 million new members in the second quarter of this year, tumbling from more than 10 million in the same quarter last year when consumers turned in droves to find entertainment during the height of stay-in-place orders. Disney Plus, which launched late 2019, has also seen weaker quarters recently. In May, Disney Plus posted its weakest quarter for user growth since its debut, with new subscribers rising by 8.7 million. Still, the company has grown formidably since its debut, with subscribers already topping 100 million in less than two years. The recent spread of the Delta variant has also posed an additional hurdle to Disney's parks businesses, potentially deterring customers once more from visiting theme parks globally. While rising COVID rates in Florida and potential for incremental restrictions in California bear watching, we don't think investors will overreact to changes and expect Disney to grow into its multiple as that business recovers eventually. BMO Capital Markets analyst Daniel Salman wrote in a recent note, We continue to look to the DTC streaming business for catalysts, and we think they remain elusive, he added. We think the amount of new rights options for ESPN Plus is impressive and positions Disney well for the eventual acceleration to streaming live sports broadly. For now, outperform-rated Amazon is carrying that narrative. We think Hulu with live TV remains an underappreciated asset that allows Disney greater control of linear ESPN's destiny. 
Other pundits have also suggested Disney Plus would be the linchpin to the overall company's success going forward. Dan Loeb, the activist investor and CEO of the hedge fund Third Point, wrote in a letter to investors on Friday that he believed Disney should lean further into Disney Plus by providing an all-you-can-eat DTC direct-to-consumer offering on a single platform under the Disney Plus brand, combining sports, general entertainment, and theatrical content. Day and date, with no additional fee to subscribers. To see the full economic calendar for this week, visit yahoofinance.com. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.